This is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice in this podcast is general in nature. It should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first discussing with a tax professional. Welcome to the Accidental Bookkeeper Book Club. So we decided we would do a book club right at the very beginning and it's taken us quite a few months to get to actually doing a book club. That's because I'm a really slow reader. But anyway, I'm Jay McCauley and with Jade Rawson we are doing our first book club on the Michelle Obama book, Becoming. I hope you enjoy the episode. Yay! We're a couple months late, but here we are. It took me quite some time. In fact, I still haven't quite finished the book, but um, I've only got about 20 pages to go and I have read it before, so I think I've done enough that I, I think can get you'll through be this. fine. So we're talking about the Michelle Obama book called Becoming. Yes. Um, what did you think of the book, Jade? I loved it. I have read this book um, when it first came out as well um, and I loved it then, so I reread it now for the book club. Um, and it was still just as amazing as it was a few years ago. So um, I do, I've always liked Michelle Obama. Um, I think she's amazing and she's very inspiring. So it was interesting to read the book. There were a lot of things in there that I didn't know before reading the book. Yeah. Um, what are your general thoughts on it, Joan? Yeah, I mean, look, she is very inspiring. I, I think she's, well, when she wrote the book, because I was just reading the the last few pages. <laughs> cheating no so when she wrote the book she was 54 so she was one year older than I am right now and I think back and think god like she's gone through and done a lot in those 53 years uh being you know the first lady and everything uh but yeah actually her story in a lot of ways like she she remind she's not me in any way but she kind of makes me feel like she reminds me of me and I don't know if she does that to someone younger um, it's very relatable. She is very relatable. And I did relate to, you know, when she was talking about when she was younger and a kid growing up on Southside Chicago. Not that I grew up there, of course. <laughs> yeah. But just her stories um, of a kid, but also her stories of entering the workforce and, mm. you know, she changed careers and things like that. So she is she is very, very relatable, I think. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, you think of Michelle Obama and you just – you know, I wouldn't automatically think of her as a relatable person because, you know, first lady, things like that. But she really does just seem like an everyday person. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely, I don't think that about Melania Trump. No. Or, <laughs> uh, or you know, actually, she does talk about Jill Biden a few times mm. and she seems to really like her too. Yeah. And I mean, we don't really know much about Jill Biden. I don't feel like I know much about her, but maybe when she's finished being the first lady, she'll write her own book. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, we come from a very different part of the world to Michelle. We didn't grow up in the same, um, and I mean, you know, let's face it, he was the first African-American president. Uh, we don't, ha- I, I feel like the race thing here is quite different to over there. So the challenges they overcame to become the president and first lady, that's like, just, the story is just fascinating, I think. Yeah, yeah. it is. And Throughout the book, Michelle does touch on racism as well that she experienced when she was a kid, when she was um, going through college over there, but also when Barack did become president um, and she become first lady, that the racism that she kind of received on the backhand of that as well. So, um, yeah, it's interesting and there were a lot of things I learnt from the book. Mm, Yeah, definitely. So... um, 
talking about her childhood and and uh, even her young adulthood, like she did have a very vanilla life in a lot of ways. I mean, she didn't come from a broken home, no. which is great. <laughs> like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, she went. She was a smart kid. She went to the smart kids school. I don't think she really had too much adversity in her childhood. No, it was as uh, a brat called it the Leave It to Beaver. I think yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> or one of those families. I don't know. <laughs> But, yeah, like the Brady Bunch, really, but yeah. maybe not that many kids. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she – seeing her at school, at high school, at university, really, like, trying to push herself, that reminded me of me a little. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she did seem very studious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – and then getting the job as a lawyer, um, probably not really enjoying that. But, no. Um, yeah, doing what she thought she has meant to do. Yeah, and I think things were pretty vanilla for her until she met Barack, really. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of threw a spanner in the works. Yeah. <laughs> and look, he's an interesting character. I was talking about this before <laughs> and I don't know that I could have stayed around really to him, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he is interesting and I think in the book we also seen a different side of Barack that, you know, we don't we wouldn't normally see. Mm. Um, just some of the things that she spoke about, like something I remember is when she was writing about the night that he proposed to her and he kind of did it as a trick proposal and kind of started the conversation of, oh, I don't really want to get married and things like this. And then, of course, ended up proposing to her that night. Um, so he's a bit of a joke star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, I mean, I think he's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just, when I was reading it, I thought, gosh, like, that, was, that would have been really a really tough marriage to stay in. He was away all the time. Mm. Um, you know, and like the whole way through, like they must, I hope they're enjoying their time now that he's no longer the president. But prior to that, like he always had these ambitions for, I mean, he was away when they started their relationship. He was at a university away. Yes. He came back, they lived together for a little while. It wasn't seemingly a long while. And next thing he was running for state, you know, politics and he yeah. had to go to Springfield, Illinois, isn't that where the Simpsons come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you can tell where Aussie's here, <laughs> to Springfield and, uh, you know, again, away from home. And then there was all the campaigning and then he became a congressman and, you know, like all that. I just reckon that would be a really tough thing to have in your marriage. Absolutely. And especially when you've got two young kids that they've got their two daughters Um And I was actually interested to hear that Michelle wasn't too impressed with Barack going into politics and running for office and things like that. Um, Not that she really discouraged him or said, I don't want you to do this, but she had her reservations because of all of that time that he was spending away. And I don't really blame her, to be honest. Totally. Uh, The other thing that got me was the hole that he (laughs) would go and read. Yeah. like... Oh, like, I don't know, like, just, uh, I don't know, just probably, I know he had a, has important jobs, but it did, did feel a little bit like a, a lot of it was, you know, their life was revolving around him, and mm. she was a successful woman in her own right, um, and I just think, well, you know, obviously he was on to a very high trajectory, but yeah, it would have been hard, I think. Yeah, and I feel like she maybe put a lot of her ambitions and goals that she had on hold. Um, I mean, she still did a lot of amazing things, don't get me wrong, but I feel like maybe she held back for a little while while 
Barack was doing his thing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, of course, a very selfless thing to do. Um, and she did a lot of the parenting is kind of the gist of the book that I got, that she did a lot of the parenting looking after their two daughters while he did spend so much time away from home. Mm. So being in the White House, that must have been such a surreal thing. Yes, and she actually described it really well, the way she said, you know, there's like 70 rooms in it or however many, I don't have the exact number in front of me, rooms in the White House and things like that and... um, you know, just the amount of butlers and servers that were in the room, it's just crazy. Mm. And then I also found it interesting, like, the political, like, doing, like, she always felt like she was a bit, uh, I don't know if you'd say not polished or mm. didn't know the rules. Um, that felt like something I would, I mean, not that I ever going to have the opportunity to be first lady, but yeah. um, I just sort of could see that... Um, that would be how I would feel, like, what is the protocol? Am I doing the wrong thing? Have I worn the wrong clothes? She seemed to be doubting herself quite a bit. Yeah, and there was one part in the book where they were first moving into the White House and, um, you know, they kind of took over and she said, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know what I'm doing really. And, of course, it's not something that you can really prepare for. You just get kind of get thrown in there, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) And it's not like they're – like, I'm sure when the Trumps moved in, like, they're used to having that sort of – People were, yeah, people serving them all the time. She's just a normal mum who, you know, a couple of weeks before (laughs) was just going to swimming swimming practice and – you know, just doing normal stuff, normal kid stuff, and then suddenly she's in the White House. Yeah, getting, you know, escorted by the Secret Service and the cars that they have to drive in have special bulletproof glass and everything like that. It would be a huge lifestyle change. Um, but throughout the whole book, as when she had the two kids, she did seem like they were always her front of mind, mm-hmm. of course, and she was very worried about how that change of lifestyle affected them, mm-hmm. um, which I think it would be quite hard being young and being in the spotlight like that. Definitely. I, I can't imagine what it must have been like for those kids and... I don't really know what they're up to today. I, I know they've probably both grown up to be, I think the youngest one, Sasha, is probably still at university and I think mm. um, Malaya, Ma- Malia? Malia. Malia. I pronounce it as, I say it as Malia. Yeah, Malia. Um, <laughs> she, I think, is no longer at uni. She might be doing her postgraduate or something like that. So they're all grown up now. But, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like, and I, I loved the bit where I'm not sure which one of them had, there was a, on the in the classroom. There was like, "What did I do on my summer holidays?" And she'd written, "I met the Pope, <laughs> and uh, he only has half a thumb, or something <laughs> like that." Like, yeah, that would be yeah. <laughs> like, I can just imagine what the other parents would be looking when they saw that. I'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, good on them. They did a lot to keep them very grounded, and I think that's a great credit to them, and particularly to Michelle, because I think I think Barack obviously had a, a, you know, a part to play in that, but it was definitely her. her Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So, what did you think of her, um, her, uh, her thing about like health foods and children and uh, the what do you call it? Move, move it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, before reading the book, I didn't know that Michelle Obama was involved in this, of course. And I guess, you know, we are in Australia, so we are maybe out of touch with those policies that are happening in the US. Um, 
But I found it really interesting when she said that she took, um, I can't remember which daughter it was, Marley or Sasha, to the doctor. Um, And the doctor kind of made a comment that her BMI was on the higher side um, and that it may need to be addressed before things get out of hand. And it kind of sent Michelle into this... um, you know, she she started going through the food in this American schooling system and things like that to make all of these healthier choices. And, I mean, of course, obesity is an issue in the US. Um, it's an issue in a lot of places. And, um, like, I agree. I do think that it, something probably does need to be done with it because, like she said, the portion sizes that they feed the kids over there are just huge. Um so I think she took great initiative with it. What do you think, Jo? Yeah. Have you been to America? No, I haven't. Right. Yes, yeah, so I've been there a couple of times and uh, it's like the food's different. Mm. So, <laughs> and I, I mean, I think Australia, we've definitely got obesity problems as well. So it's not like it's just unique to these states. But over there, it's quite common that you go out for dinner like numerous times a week. Mm. And I think it's also that there's a slight difference there. Um, and I'm... You know, as when my kids were little, um, I was working, but I didn't work full time. And it's normal for me to come home and cook dinner. Uh, even if I was working, like I'd come home and cook dinner. Whereas over there, I think a lot of parents are both working, um, particularly probably the people who are less rich as well. They probably mm. work multiple jobs. And to actually be able to get home and cook your child a decent meal is, you know, just not practical so they go out for dinner all the time uh and yeah the servings like and it's not you know if I go out to dinner now there's always healthy options on the meal and I'm always like all right do I have a salad do I have a piece of steak with some vegetables do I have like you know mm. sometimes I'll have a burger like I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. I'm always perfect but we've usually got from healthy choices there not in America it's like burgers fries tacos Pasta. everything Pasta. Pa- yeah, the really yeah. fattening stuff um and you know those cups of if you go, you know, if we go to Macca's and you get a, a Diet Coke or a yeah. Coke and it's like a small cup, they, they don't have cups like that. <laughs> Their cups are huge. <laughs> so, and they do, they drink like gallons of soft, soft drink. drink. Yeah. yeah. So, Which, good initiative anyway. Yeah. So. so Michelle kind of talked about how they started their own veggie garden at the White House, which I thought was interesting because I remember when I was a kid and um, – like my dad had a veggie garden and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was phenomenal that he could put these seeds in the ground and f- vegetables would grow. Mm-hmm. Like it just blew my mind. And I think it's really important that kids do kind of realise that it is easy to grow your own fruit and veggies and that kind of healthy side of food that it's really easy just to do it in your own backyard. And I think kids like to eat it then because they've grown yeah. it. <laughs> and I mean, of course, the carrots come out all wobbly and they definitely don't look like the supermarket ones but I think it's important to teach kids that also (laughs) yeah yeah so I think it's a great initiative that she had and um, I I don't know if that program is still happening in the states but good on her for finding something that resonated with her and using her time in the White House for such a good project yeah definitely yeah um, what else is there anything else in the book that really struck for you that you wanted to talk about um nothing too I mean 
There were a few things like I found it really interesting to hear about how Michelle and Barack actually met because I didn't know that. Um, so Michelle was a lawyer at her first firm um, and Barack kind of came in and she was kind of almost like a bit of a mentor and kind of took him under her wing. Um, and probably one of like the favourite part of the book for me is her talking about their relationship and how it kind of turned from her being the lawyer and mentoring him into actually boyfriend and girlfriend and things (laughs) like that so I found it really interesting yeah I mean the courtship was definitely really cute yeah like there was it was you can see why they would have fallen in love yeah definitely and so when I say I don't know if I could stay with him (laughs) I mean, I can understand that part of it. I think that was all lovely and they did seem to have... They do have a lovely relationship. That's yeah. fine. I just think it would be a really tough relationship to be in and to have all those external pressures of being famous as well. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think any of us can really appreciate that unless we're famous. No, no. Yeah. Was there anything that stuck out for you, Jo? Um, look, I think what I like about her... <laughs> Apart from the fact that she reminds me of me in some ways, and I know that that's really drawing a loose thing because mm. <laughs> I'm not Michelle Obama <laughs> anyway. But like the things that remind me of her of me from her is the fact that she's not a tiny little petite woman. Um, she, but she still has style, and I'm mm. not saying I have style, but I, <laughs> I find her inspiring like that. She, she could wear a cardigan and people would be impressed that she was wearing a cardigan or they might criticise her. But she, you know, she doesn't have to be that tiny supermodel type person. Yeah, size eight. Yeah, and she can, she's strong. Like she, you can just see she's so strong. She loves her fitness. She, she doesn't, she doesn't mind working and being a mum. She doesn't, like she's doing all the things to, that I kind of look up to, I guess. So that's what I found really what I really liked about her, um, she, you know, talks about it. She's honest. She, she says she struggles with things like mm. we all do and yet she can still come across as being so lovely yeah, and yeah. relatable. Definitely. Mm. She does just seem like an everyday person really. Um, I really enjoyed the kind of first, you know, part of the book where she was talking about her childhood and she was explaining about how she was learning to play the piano. <laughs> Um, because when I was a kid, I learnt to play the piano as well. Um, Me too. <laughs> aren't we all studious little? Yeah. <laughs> um, and from the way Michelle was writing it, she seemed to really enjoy it. I was the opposite. I loathed um, my piano lessons. I didn't like them at all. But just the way that she described the whole process resonated with me um, so, yeah, that, I found that part really interesting. It's funny how there's these little things that can just remind you of yourself. Yeah. I did learn to play the piano when I was little too and I actually got taught originally from my great-grandmother. Oh, wow. Was a piano teacher. Yeah, so not for very long um, and then I ended up going to various piano teachers. I had a bit of a run of bad luck with my piano teachers. They had accidents and couldn't play oh, anymore. God. One of them died. But anyway... <laughs> It's I gave it up. But, no, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was one of those things. I remember it did remind me when her aunt, her, her aunt yeah. is teaching her. It was my nan, my nana uh, teaching me the very fundamentals, but I never really got very good at it. 
I liked it, but I wasn't good at it. Mm, see, I I didn't. I really didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm glad I did it because. Um, but at the time when I was a young kid, I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> I liked it until I became a teenager. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, Monday afternoon going to piano lessons, no. I don't really think <laughs> I'd I rather go hang out with my friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... All right, so I think there was that's pretty good wrap about talking about that book. I really did enjoy reading it. If you haven't read it, have a read. I think um, it's a it's not it's a good book for women who yeah. you know, want to look at other women and see someone who hasn't necessarily achieved something amazing in her own right but has been able to still achieve some amazing things that's right and it's very easy to read mm-hmm. um it's very easy reading yeah for sure so next book club so hopefully this time won't take me as long <laughs> to read so the next book that we're going to read is called the high five habit by mel robbins so if anyone would like to join in on that, please feel free to read. And we will try and get to this more than three or four months down the track. <laughs> uh, let's try and give ourselves a month and maybe six weeks. And Sounds good. we will have that one on. And then that was my choice. So the next time, Jade, you can choose. Perfect. I'll start having a think about it. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the book club. Uh, Yeah, we think that it's important to read uh, books about business or, you know, in a fun way. So that's why we're doing a book club as part of the Bookkeeper podcast. Yes. And Michelle Obama's book has a great kind of female swing to it. So I definitely recommend it for females. Definitely. Okay. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Joe. See you next time. Bye. Bye.